Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's the Mate guys coming at you. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what happened there. What's coming up, guys? You, uh, uh, live. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. We make that joke every episode, and it hasn't been funny since. No. Well, I don't think it's ever been a funny joke. <laughs> anyway, what's we up? Need a, uh, we need it's a theme song. Theme song. Yeah. Someone, someone, write us a theme song. Mate guys. I don't know. <laughs> I I'm into it. Eh, I think we might That'd be copyright might issues. Some, uh, we, yeah, we might have some legal problems if we try to use that. Yeah. Um point. <laughs> eh. Anyway, uh well, we do have some follow-up today. Um a friend of the show, Sid N from a far-off land called California uh, wrote us a very wonderful message um, about how he drinks mate and is a is a great drinker of mate and how he's very happy that the show exists. Um, speaking of which, if you are listening to this and you don't know that we're on Spotify. Well, we're on Spotify for real now. We're on not, Spotify. Not like, not, not like the last like six times where I said we're on Spotify, but it wasn't working. And then we were on Spotify, but it was only loading like the last 50 episodes. Uh, we're, 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 we're legit on Spotify. So subscribe to us on the Spotify's if you listen to your podcasts on the Spotify. Um, it would do me a great pleasure because uh it was not easy to get the podcast working on spotify <laughs> it was actually kind of a pain in the butt um kudos so it to would make me happy for, for yeah it would make me happy for... if uh if if people listen to it on spotify um make, make me happy too but uh more so yeah. for you. you you put in a lot of work <laughs> for that so thanks well i mean you know like over the last couple of years people are kept saying why isn't your podcast on spotify and then just, just like, never got around to it and then finally got around to it and then found out that podcasting with spotify is kind of a can of worms and they're kind of picky about certain things and i had to do a bunch of stuff so yeah uh time to uh time to show up all you spotify listeners <laughs> Yeah, we're live we're official yes and anyway so yeah so so a uh, friend of the show sid says that and i i kid you not he says that we are his favorite podcast of all time dude it's just incredible what? that is and he, he says it's really one of the very few podcasts he has ever enjoyed at all so, Sid, you may have bad taste in podcasts, because um, <laughs> I don't even know if I Horrible would rank <laughs> our podcast uh, in the in my top five podcasts. But that is so awesome! Yeah, uh, thank you. Wow, That's... that is that is wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very humbling. Yeah, no, I I listen to quite a few other podcasts, and it's like. Oh, it's just we're we're doing our thing here, and it's not a great thing, oh, but we're doing our thing. Great thing. We're doing a we're doing a thing. <laughs> that's that's awesome to hear. Yep. That's, thank you. So, uh, thank you from the from the the cockles of our heart. 
anyway, yeah, so he has some some questions. Um and I probably should have done some research on these questions. <laughs> so I'm really sorry. Um I looked at this email when I got it, saw that there were questions, and it was like, oh yeah, cool, we'll answer these, and then never thought you know the answers to any of these <laughs> so uh i i think we can answer some of it um yeah so first question is if we were either you know together or singular if either of us were to start a brand of our own where would we source it from is there a specific region or province or a particular country that we would choose and what would we try to create um so that's that's kind of similar to uh a question we got a couple of weeks ago right mm-hmm. about right creating a a blend i think um but yeah uh i don't know clark if 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 someone gave you you know a hundred thousand dollars million dollars in startup money and were like hey go start a mate company or else uh what 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 would you do what kind of yerb would you bring to the market Oh, that's a uh, a tough question because I would I would I would want to do something unique, but um, I mean you you know me so I would I would probably want to do something something smoky something strong something um, more artisanal. Yeah. Um, at the same time you know it's like typically those those producers don't don't harvest and produce on such a large scale that you know it'd be a big huge company but um i think i would do something like that probably um in the nether regions of rio grande do sul here in brazil um like maybe in around the crotch of brazil in the crotch Right in the, <laughs> in the well, area. Said nether regions. <laughs> nether. So. <laughs> Good, touche. <laughs> um, eh, like like around Erechim or or Ilópolis or or something like that. Those are two areas with very well-known erva brands and good quality yeah. erva. So I just probably. Not I wouldn't want to create something super different, but maybe just try to get something artisanal um, out into the world. Yeah, that that hasn't been out it out there before, like mm. like the game family, like Tolochi, something similar to that. Right, I think that would be cool. the The world the world needs more machi like that. Yeah, yeah, that's. That's kind of what I was thinking along the lines is like, I feel like, and you know, you and I, we're, we're kind of, we're kind of deep into this wormhole. And sometimes, sometimes when you're really, really, really far into something, it's hard to kind of see and look at it with like a fresh pair of eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. With an outsider's vision of, of everything. Right. Yep. So totally. like if it were up to me. Like if someone were like, oh, like, uh, where do you see room for innovation in Mate? I'd say there's none. Like 
<laughs> what exists is already good enough and nothing new has ever impressed me right <laughs> yeah for sure because i mean there there's energy drinks there's the there's sodas there's there's different tea blends there's all there's, the yeah. yeah there's all the blends there's all the no dust no smoke no stick perfectly uniform cut all that stuff that's has come yeah. out uh, um yeah so if it were to me to what does he say exactly to uh to create my own brand where i would source it yeah um i would probably i would probably go brazil as well um just because that's just where i have a soft spot soft spot for soft spark um, a soft spot um and yeah kind of like you i i don't know if i would create my own brand i feel like i would i would want to i would want to strengthen existing brands like you said like the 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 gem family the toloch family you know kind of or start kind of a i don't know a competitor i would hate to say and just or like another option that's the thing like maybe maybe you know uh something like a gem but at an industrial scale so you know yes you are losing out on the overall quality of the the raw material the leaves because you know you're having to harvest more often um you're going to be losing out on a lot of that texture which is makes the metamate gem so you know kind of popular and famous um that it's so soft mm. and so smooth the the cut of it actually right um but exactly you know if you could make something that has you know like a, a quality level of like a budong or uh you know a, a madrugada something really solid but offer it with that really really smoky flavor and you could offer it at a price that is competitive i think that would be something interesting that way because you know you're not really undercutting the gem family right because the gem family is going to do it the way they're going to do it and the way they're going to do it is not suitable for large-scale production and so the the i think they have their audience of people who appreciate a you know a very I don't know what to call it you know a very like ah, a very artisanal production of erva right but i think it would right, be cool right. to make a like an, a, a a cheap <laughs> a, a cheap knockoff, <laughs> a cheap knockoff. <laughs> right is basically what i'm saying no but you know like a yeah. like a a more price a, a more competitively priced alternative because i mean there are a couple of Erva defumadas out there, smoked Brazilian herbs. There's a couple out there. Um, I don't think any of them come close, though. I don't think any, in terms of just smokiness, even that, just even just on ter- in terms of plain smokiness, I don't think they come close. Yeah, yeah. So like something more than maybe beyond that, but not quite at the level of 
game or, right. or Toloch. Yeah, so. Yeah. Man, that would be a dream. Just go to the go to your local uh, Latin American supermarket and pick up a, a kilo of erva machida fumada, smoked. Yeah, like a, a, pr- a proper, would, like even you know, mm-hmm. and the funny thing, like gem is like the on the lower end of the smokiness, right? Like toloch is way more True. smoky. So like, yeah, it's way. It's a uh, so yeah. I, I think it'd be interesting to have a kind of an, an industrial alternative. I would hope that wouldn't detract people from supporting the Gem family and the Toloch family. But you know, I I'm not going to actually do any of this. So it's all hypothetical. <laughs> this is all just speculation, and yeah. Yep. All right. Um, His next question is, what is the history of gourds in different countries? Why are there different shapes? What makes them popular? Why did the tiny little Argentine gourds go in and out of style? When did the fancy silver ones appear? Um, (laughs) This is is the part where I probably (laughs) should have consulted with someone. Um, uh, In no popular or in no popular in no particular order different the different shapes i think are largely a function of the cut of herb of yerb um like for example if you look at like 65 70 years ago in southern brazil their erva was not as finely cut as it is today and as such uh, the style of gourd popular in southern Brazil at the time is more akin to something that you would find in like Uruguay, right? Those kind of exactly. kind of torpedo coconut egg shaped, mm. still quite large because I don't know if Brazil ever really went through a time where they were aging their erva on mass like the other three countries um but i do know you know with with uh with a, a more coarse cut that that style of gourd works just fine right and as mm-hmm. the um as the i think as the as the and it would be really interesting to know like to do some research into why erva for Shimahone got got finer got so fine yeah Right, but right. as that happened, I think that's when uh, the, should... the 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 classic you know porongu kuya shape with the thin waist and the wide lip, I think that it naturally yields itself better to that finer mm-hmm. cut, right? Um, exactly. Now, with the tiny Argentine gourds, I think if that I I have heard a bit about is basically a function of economy, right? That there was a time yeah there was a time you know 40 years ago well actually 40 i don't know 40 50 60 80 years ago sometime there was a time when you know the price of sherba in argentina was quite high compared to average salary average wage right so naturally if you have this culture slash habit of drinking this drink and the drink suddenly becomes way more expensive to drink 
you're going to start drinking a lot less of it, right? So they're going to start reusing that that sherba, and so they have smaller gourds, right? Um, and then, yeah, you know, as the price of sherba has fluctuated, the, the gourds got bigger. And so, and I mean, it would be interesting to see, you know, like today, like I know the economy of Argentina isn't the best it's ever been. I don't know. I don't pretend to be like super knowledgeable about like the world's economy like every single day. I just I feel like pretty much everywhere in the world right now the economy's not doing so good. But yeah, so you know, it would be interesting to see yeah. if like maybe in the if in the last, you know, maybe 3 years in Argentina if the gourds are starting to get smaller again, right? Um right. And then related to that, you know, in Paraguay, they have a certain style, and I don't know why. <laughs> they're 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 gourds in Paraguay. Obviously, you know, they drink terere a lot as well, and they have the guampas and the horn and all that stuff. But I mean, nine times out of ten, if if I see a mate that's made in Paraguay, I could pick it out of a lineup, right? They just have a very distinct style. They tend to have like the they round have... ball feet um mm -hmm. and the the style of carvings as well that they tend to put on especially like their silver it's a it's very distinct and i don't know why and i would love to know and should have done research sorry <laughs> and <laughs> yeah speak, double sorry yeah that. <laughs> speaking of the silver ones when did that they start to appear um i think they started to appear basically when mate basically first became uh industrialized right basically the the mm -hmm. spaniards set up these plantations and you know the europeans already kind of had a culture of bling bling so i think it was pretty natural for them to be like hey big fancy silver chalice <laughs> for drinking mate right <laughs> why not <laughs> yeah um and, yep. and you yep. and you can even still find you know if you dig a little they call them like the colonial styles they have a very they're very different than how you see them today they usually have like like a three foot pedestal mm. <laughs> on them made of silver and then it's like a little tiny egg on top and you're like i have to get on a ladder to drink this thing um <laughs> Because the idea being that, you know, you're such a baller that you, you don't even have to lift your, your hand to your mouth to drink your mate. You can just, you can have your hand on the floor and still be able to reach your mate because the mate has a has an 18-inch stand basically on it. I, I'm exaggerating, but I mean, really, when, when you see these, <laughs> these colonial-style gourds, they really do. Um, they're yeah. very different, whereas most gourds pretty, today pretty extravagant. basically sit on the table, right? <laughs> exactly hold it in your hand and yeah and so yeah i mean if, if anyone out there who's listening has much better information which is not a very high bar uh definitely for sure you know <laughs> write us <laughs> yeah <laughs> write us please yep. and then the last one why did so many brands that we know start in the last half century mate has been drunk for centuries um i think we covered this in an episode where basically I think it kind of just has to do with the same thing with like urbanization right um you know as as people 
start living in cities and you know the rural populations start to shrink and then you know obviously mate sherba is uh is produced in a rural setting right you don't grow erva in the middle of a city right so as that urbanization starts happening you get a bigger divide between the rural and the urbanization and you 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 start needing to basically have a way to sell it so you make a brand right instead whereas before it was more just like you have your village guy that grows mate you have your, your, your <laughs> guy your family that that grows it and produces yeah. it for everybody and it's just like like oh you just, you just drive to his house and pick it yeah up. or you know at, at the weekly market he's got he's got mm-hmm. sherba to buy right mm-hmm. exactly sort of like how you know yeah we didn't have brands of apples now we do sort of <laughs> i mean we we do we do we, we do have. yeah but yeah yeah we Whereas before, you know, yeah, like so 60 years ago, 70 years ago, you just went to the farmer and bought apples, right? And you just, like, the the grocer, the grocer just got apples from the farmer, and he said, here's the apples, and you bought them, <laughs> right? But as... And that was that. Yeah, but over time, you know, developing different varieties and, you know, each brand, quote-unquote, farm, whatever you want to call it, has to make kind of a name for themselves, they have to show what makes them different competition all that good stuff just kind of naturally leads to what we've seen today Mm -hmm. exactly so yeah and it's um i don't know i i I like the idea of having a lot of different brands a lot of variety to choose from like obviously here in it's you you can go to like in each city there's you know you go to the store and there's slightly different brands like usually you'll see the same few but then it will vary and there's just just so many and each one has its uniqueness to it and you know someone (laughs) most people here don't have this thing where they try a million different brands right They, they have their brand you know but for someone like me or for you, it's just like go and you pick up a, a different package each time, and it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that we have that variety is the spice of life to do that, or something is all right. However, that goes. Yeah, all right, cool. Well, uh, thank you again, Sid, for for sending in those questions and uh, for being such a great friend of the show. Thank you. And now on to uh, the main event. We're going to talk about a uh, sherba today that comes to us by way of Uruguay. Uh, a sherba that has not been available in the U.S. for very long. It used to was, and now it is again. And uh, we're going to talk about it today. And that uh, that sherba is sherba mate. Arminio. Arminio. And. Yep. <laughs> Got a nice, uh, nice, colorful package. Um, it's blue. I appreciate that. Blue. Blue and red and green. Got a, got a nice. And it has a little, ni- a nice little, simple, cartoonish graphic of a, of a mate. 
Yep, and a bombiller. Bombiller and some 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 yerb. Um, we're gonna talk about the, the, the classic variety today. Um, and yeah, classica. We definitely need to thank our friends over at Tango Foods, who um, provided me <laughs> uh, with the uh, with the, the 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 product that we're reviewing today. Um, for for our use so thank you so much to them and we do have a discount code um for i think all three armenio varieties and um, there's three of them there's the classica there's the, the suave and the compuesta we're only going to be talking about the classica today but um our code is going to be good for for all three of them um and that code is mate guys 15 okay so it's mate like the beverage guys like we're the mate guys and then the number 15 and that's going to be good for 15 percent off any of the armenio varieties right so any of those three and the armenio product and we're it's awesome and we're very grateful for tango foods for supporting us for supporting the show for or getting some you know new to us product in our hand that we can review so uh definitely go support them and on a side note obviously clark did not get his sherba from tango foods because <laughs> uh, he's down in brazil and yeah. i wasn't gonna take the time and money to send him some stuff because yeah. he we would still be waiting on him to get it but uh, it, it, you, it, you, you learned some interesting information, right? About, about Sherba Armino. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, once you got Sherba Armino, I was like, okay, um, gotta, gotta figure out how to, how to get my hands on this stuff. And I know that here, here in Rio Grande do Sul, there are stores that sell Uruguayan Sherba. So as, as did some research, reached out to a few different companies. And uh, one of the guys was like, yeah, uh, so we we can't sell that Sherpa here. Like it's, <laughs> I, I, for, I forget how he worded it. It was like contractually prohibited yeah. <laughs> from selling it. I'm like, what the, what does that, what does that mean? Um, in, in, in Brazil, so I, like, right? Just, so yeah, they can't sell it in Brazil. In, 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 in Brazil. Yeah. Oh, oh, so so side note, Armenio is produced by Barangi Kochigip. Yeah. Ervemachi Ishas. Yeah. Um here in Brazil. So So, so anyway, I just like I went a couple of weeks went by, I'm just like I was trying to figure out a solution and I couldn't. And then I got a tip from from a store a a, a guy that works at one of these uh, mate stores. And he was like, you should reach out to this person and talk to her, and she might be able to help you. Anyway, long story short, I talked to um, I can probably say her name, right? Oh, uh, it's up to you. Okay. I mean, you. I don't know. A member. I don't know if you. If one. It's up to you. I think. If you want to say her name, or if you just want to say uh, uh, a representative. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, she, <laughs> just because of her last name, I'm like, well, she she, you know, definitely plays an important role at that at the company. The um, member of the Piccolo family. Yep. And she was super sweet, super nice, and I was like, this is this is my problem. This is what's what's going on. <laughs> I I I do a podcast. Me and my friend do a podcast, and we review different ervas, blah blah blah. Um. And so I was like, I, I'm trying to figure out a way to get Arminio. How, how can I do that? And so she was like, well, I can't sell it to you because we can't sell it in Brazil, but I can send it to you. I was like, all free. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, um, and no, after we record and, and have the episode posted, I'm going to send her a link because she was like, oh, I, I would love to hear it. So, um, gonna you know uh, even though it's in english i i'm gonna share it with her the the review and yeah so uh I'm, su- I'm i'm super grateful that she she was so willing to help me out and she was so nice and so we, we definitely all the varieties of arminio yeah and we definitely uh manda um abraço para ela um abração, um abração muito, muito forte por ajudar o nosso querido clark muito querido, né? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah. So this this was a fun episode to to finally actually make happen because uh, we didn't know if Clark was going to be able to get Arminio because the <laughs> so so here's the deal, right? So obviously, you know, Uruguay they grow their their stuff in Brazil, right? Pretty much all the companies mm-hmm. we've talked about this a million times before, and. So they contract out to the, the 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 mate companies in Uruguay. Contract out to f- either other mate companies in Brazil. They have a partnership, or they contract out to farms to grow and they buy their sherba, right? And interestingly enough, yes, like you mentioned, Arminio is grown slash produced by the Barão Company, right? Who make some very widely known chimarrão in Brazil. Um, Interestingly, it is actually marked on the package that it is, it is, uh, it actually says, you know, like packaged on site by Badong. So I'm guessing, yeah, they, they do everything there. They do the, uh, they do the, the, mm. the cutting, the, the yeah, aging, the, the harvest, like, mm-hmm. and yeah, so they, they yeah, do it to, yeah, to the cause... Arminio spec, right? And Badong just serves as the manufacturer at that point. Well, well, okay, yeah. So here's the thing. On the other side, it says importador. Yeah. And then soldo hermanos. Yes. Right. And so I thought it was interesting because most Uruguayan brands do not disclose who grows their sherba. Yeah, they typically leave it pretty vague. They will say, oh, it's a product of Brazil and it was grown around this Brazilian city. But Arminio is like in this area. Yeah, Arminio is just straight up like, yeah, it's it's butt-on. mic drop, right? Mic drop, boom. And so yeah, um, no. and like you said, Soldo Hermanos um, is the kind of parent company of uh, of the Arminio brand, um, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because uh, our good friends over at Tango Foods were actually able to get kind of some some information from 
the uh, the the Arminio peeps, the actual the actual representatives at the company. Um, and so we, I do have some information, um, and I'll share it as as applicable. But he did say um, this representative at the company said that the the Soldo Hermanos company it's a it's a family company that's been in business for more than ninety years. Um, and interestingly, um, certain, let's call them, you know, certain wise people in the Mate, in the Mate, uh, world will actually know that Arminio used to be a brand and then they changed the brand, right? Um, for example, our good friend of the show, David Ball showed me. Um, a package of what Arminio used to look like and it was called they called it like the the Sherba of the Gaucho and all this stuff and it was still called Arminio but it was apparently a quite different so and so here they do say that that the Soldo Hermanos company actually bought the rights to the name Arminio in the 80s um, and so oh so yeah you know they they then I don't know all the details of of who was producing Arminio before, why they sold the rights to the name slash the brand. But yeah, so that would explain why if you are someone who's been drinking mate for for a, a, a minute now, uh, you'll you'll know that Arminio changed. So the Soldo Hermanos company acquired the rights and uh, made some changes or you know just over naturally over the years things changed you know not I'm not saying for better or for worse but you know the, the it's changed yeah, yeah exactly and then soldo is obviously the uh, the last name of the family that runs this company and then they don't know why the brand is called Arminio obviously cuz you know they they just bought the rights to the name um so that secret oh, may be lost man. to the sands of time <laughs> uh, Dude. yep it would be interesting but yeah so It'd be interesting to find out it is it is interesting though because you can buy a lot of uruguayan sherba in brazil like you said you can buy canarias you can buy del Salvador, you can buy uh cabral you um, can buy baldo, baldo. you can baldo. buy baron export which is made by baron and is a uruguayan style and this is just my speculation no idea if it's true mm -hmm. or not i wonder if perhaps the reason why arminio is not allowed to be sold in brazil is because it maybe is similar to or too similar to baron export and so since arminio mm -hmm. contracts with baron but they're not the same company or Soldo Hermanos, rather, contracts with the Baron company as to not kind of have competition selling, I don't want to say the same product, but maybe similar products. They have basically an exclusivity agreement where they say, okay, we don't want to compete with Baron Export in Brazil, so we're just not going to sell Arminio in Brazil, and then, but we can sell Baron Export in Brazil, right? I don't know that it, that i i don't know if that's exactly what it is um having tasted arminio i've drunk it for a while now and, and we'll get on to you know the actual review of the flavor 
but yeah i'll i'll, I'll say I'll, I'll just throw it out there it's it's pretty darn similar to button export <laughs> i don't have button export in front of me um i think i have some tucked away somewhere so maybe if i i could do like a you know a, a blind taste test and see and you know look at the the herbs and see if i could tell the difference and so i don't i'm not gonna say mm-hmm. that you know oh yeah they're 100 percent the exact same product right like uh someone right. someone one time claimed that baldo and canarias were the exact same and oh, anyone with no, eyes and no. ears and a mouth can instantly tell a, them no they're similar they're they're similar but they're definitely different so i don't know i don't know if it's like a situation where it's like armino and and but export but saying that, you can still buy Baldo and Canarias, both in Brazil, right? So that's interesting, exactly. even so... though they apparently have a similar relationship as Arminho and Barão. I don't know. I just thought I, hmm. I just thought it was really interesting why they can't sell Arminho yeah, in Brazil. Yeah. No, no selling. No Arminho for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if um, I don't know maybe some people wouldn't even be able to tell the difference like right I don't think people are typically adventurous enough to try things as different as Arminio or Canarias and so exactly Um, and then just a little bit more kind of from the company they you know kind of when asked what makes them different you know than the other brands right they you know they they've said you know there's assess them apart yeah exactly they they said you know there's a lot of really good brands a lot of really good products but armenio it uh it kind of brings a certain emotion that other other brands don't um and they they pointed out that in 2010 um they Sorry, I'm I'm reading this and trying to translate it on the fly. I should have again. I should have done the translations beforehand because obviously all their answers are in Spanish. Um, so in 2010, they were honored by yeah, they were honored basically by by the by the country and of of Uruguay, right? And they 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 point out that the brand Arminio has a uh, has a certain like a like a a feeling of belonging right it's a very homely brand like a homey brand not homely <laughs> <laughs> homely it's yeah. Uh, yeah that's another thing uh, right so yeah i think okay. i think that's interesting that that you know they're 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 saying their appeal is very much an emotional one that that uh, within the country, you know, there's just that loyalty and that camaraderie and that 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 sense of family and belonging that comes with the brand Arminio. Um, they mm-hmm. also talk about how they do use, you know, hot air for their drying. Um, and uh, we, we usually go through, you know, the, the, the country, the cut. Obviously, we said the country is Uruguay. The cut is Uruguay and blah, blah, blah. Right. OK, just making sure we got that out of the way. Um, and they do, yep. they do. They do say on the record that their sherba is aged for the minimum of six months. So no, no artificial flash aging here. So it's at least six months of okay. aging. Six months. It could be six and a half. Seven, eight, 
nine, eight, <laughs> ten, even T- ten months in a day. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So po- endless possible. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. But uh, the the important thing <laughs> is obviously that it's it's aged naturally for at least six months. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Very important. And. Yeah, uh, there's there's a little bit of other information, but um, I think I'll save that for a future episode. Um, just because I think we're gonna have another episode where we might talk about the the blend, for example, or maybe the suave version. Um, and so mm-hmm. some of this information is gonna make more sense there. However, um, yeah, I definitely shout out to you know the the people at Tango Foods and for the people at the Hermanos or the Soldo Hermanos company for you know sending us that information um it's not often we have like official on the record comments from from the producers so that is super awesome to have in this in this yeah. case and so i think without Absolutely. further ado let's uh let's talk about it let's talk about what it tastes like let me just fill up my gourd In a stunning turn and of like, events, it tastes honest, like Uruguayan mate. <laughs> it it tastes slightly like it's it's made for the Uruguayan palate. Just incredible. Uh, <laughs> no, but what were you gonna say? Mm. Um, what was I gonna say? Rip. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh yeah, so. I have I I the last time I had Barão export was probably with you sometime in the past. Yeah, it's been a, it's like been a it's while. been a it's been a long time. Um it's been a while. I remember mostly what it mm. I was just saying it's been a while for me too, so yeah. Oh, so it's okay. dangerous making the comparison, but I feel like you kind of have to just cuz of the elephant in the room. But yeah, what were you saying, sorry? Yeah, no, exactly that. Like, I know it's been a long time, and it's and it's hard to say hundred percent. But as soon as I started drinking this, like this, this tastes so much like Barão Export. Yeah, and and I and I have it here, so I can. I'm gonna have to compare the two, and maybe next by next episode, I'll give a little bit more feedback mm-hmm. on that. Um, one thing I wanted to comment on, though. Um, when I open the package, like the 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 cut is you know the just just your typical Uruguayan cut. Yeah. Like nothing nothing out of the nothing out of the ordinary. Man, there's something about the smell that just got me. Like in a good um, way or a bad way. <laughs> In a, in a good in a good way in a good way, <laughs> yeah. It was. Um, this is some stinky sherba. <laughs> no, <laughs> this stuff reeks. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's hard to put my 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 finger on it. Um, and it just smells. I I, I don't know if it's because it's been so long since I've had like Uruguayan sherba. Like mm. fresh out of the package, like this. Yeah. 
um, and and maybe just so so close to production. Um, man, it just smells so good, though. I don't know. How, I don't know if it was just like any different for you, but mm. it really. No, it was it was pretty normal for me. <laughs> I mean, I you know, it's like yeah, it smells like some good Uruguayan sherbet, but I didn't have any. Uh, I didn't have a like a cathartic experience like you. Sorry. <laughs> That's very cathartic. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, and I'll throw this out there. Like, I've drank a lot of Uruguayan. Sherba, a lot of Uruguayan mates over the years. But I feel like Uruguay is where my palate is like the weakest. Where like I can like I don't I couldn't tell you like all the subtleties between say Armino, Sara, and Canarias, you know what I mean? Like I feel like I just need to really take some time and drink a lot of Uruguayan mate and just really kind of internalize the flavor profiles of these different Uruguayan brands. You know, like, like Canarias is like easy and like Del Salvador is easy, but like, you know, I don't know if, if I, if my palate is like defined enough in terms of the Uruguayan stuff to, you know, readily say, oh, this one's Armenio, this one's Barón Export, this one's Sara, this one's Canarias Special Selection. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. I don't know why, like I, I could, I don't know if I could do, if I could do that for, you know, Argentina or Brazil or Paraguay, but if someone asked me, oh, what's the difference between Cruz de Malta and Tarawi? I could tell them. If someone asked me, what's the difference between Arminio and Sara? I don't know if I could tell them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah and, and I'm sure there's, and I'm sure there's, there's a lot of difference. It's just, for some reason, just my brain and you know i think also we've talked about how there's in a weird way like the uruguayan sherba is all is in a similar situation as brazil where it, it's harder to get a wider variety in the us mm. um you know for a, for a long time it was just canarias and that was what you could get and then slowly you could get like la selva or you could get um cabral or in you know sara became more available so i think i think it would be worth it for you know at least me because i have all of them lying around uh just spend a good you know maybe like a week or even like an afternoon with like three different gourds and like you know some ginger to cleanse the palate and just like really study them and <laughs> the nuances right Mm-hmm. exactly which is <clears throat> yeah i i oh no yeah, yeah go for it go for it no, I was, I was going to say the exact same thing. Like, I, I, obviously lately it's been 100% Brazilian erva for me. But even in the past, like, the, the past couple of years, it's, it's been mostly Brazilian. Like, yeah, occasionally to Uruguayan, but, but not really. And so it's, it's hard to get like like nowadays my my Brazilian palate I feel like is developing a lot because I drink it every single day, mm-hmm. um, occasionally two different matches a day, um, and so I'm to the point where it's like I I can tell you uh, 
a cultivada from from rei verde from barão from i don't know any others like cristalina yeah any of the other ones cristalina yeah that's all oh, yeah that's one i need to i need to pick up when i make a dent in my <laughs> stock <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um and some pagliosa too oh man pagliosa is good but yeah so oh pagliosa anyway yeah <laughs> um but yeah it's the flavor oh i'm i'm sorry i started to talk and i was just like drifting away from the, <laughs> from the mic <laughs> but yeah the flavor it's it's good it's definitely good um it's i think in terms of you know it's like it's uruguayan it's robust but it's not you know off-putting um it's not too strong maybe you know um it's got those really kind of malty toasty kind of bready warm components to it um that come from you know just the aging and the fact that it's ground real fine um it's nice i really like it um it's a very good flavorful blend well it's not a blend but Mm -hmm. you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) i understood yeah uh yeah, I um it's really like middle ground as far as Uruguayan sherpas go. Mm-hmm. Just really consistent flavor. Um it's got, you know, that that maltiness, but it's not like I wouldn't say it's creamy necessarily, but it's What do you think? Yeah, no. You just um, took a sip. Yeah, it's. I mean, it has a little bit of creaminess. Just I feel like all Uruguayan tends to just kind of malty. Yeah, have a... But yeah, no, it's not like the creamiest sherba. It it has a little bit of like almost like a tang aspect to it, where it's like mm-hmm. that's all. Yeah, a little like bit a little thing that hits your yeah. tongue. That's like, mm-hmm, exactly. But but not enough to to gross you out. Not enough to right. It's just kind of a little a little brightness, a little brightness at the end. Mm-hmm. It's really nice, man. I really do. I I want to go make a thing of Sada, a thing of Canarias, and like just sit and just do a yeah, just like um, a triple blind taste test. Just like put them all in. <laughs> in I'm just trying to think. In <laughs> you you don't do you have three gourds that are exactly the same? Um. Three, I don't know, but I mean, I could use, I you know, I could use like mugs or something. Yeah, I do have, I do have three bombishas. I have, I have multiple uh, bombishas that are exactly the same though. (laughs) (laughs) That I know. I have a, I have a a matching set of (laughs) eleven. Oh yeah. Oh man, I remember that. Yeah. uh, So I could definitely do like an actual blind test and like write on the bottom what it is and not know myself. But yeah, it would be interesting to really Mm -hmm. study them out and see what all the differences are. Because yeah, that is totally a weakness of mine in terms of my mate knowledge, you know. Yeah, we're the we're the mate guys, not the mate experts. So, <laughs> yeah, as yeah. Long as, as long as you know that, then we're good. We're just some guys, uh, and we just like kind of relay some information. Yep, we about, know experts. 
<laughs> and sometimes we, we even experts. ask them questions when we get questions. Sometimes we do research. <laughs> Occasionally. Yeah, this wasn't one of those times. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I like I said, I definitely distinctly remember Badong Export having a similar kind of brightness, middle of the road, strongness, maltiness, you know, not as creamy as like Canarias or Del Salvador. That's why I say, you know, it tastes a lot like Badong Export to me. But, and this is why I, I, I kept harping on the fact that my my knowledge is lacking. I don't feel comfortable saying, oh yeah, this is this is the exact same thing, right? Where... It's something where it was like Baldo and Canarias, where it's like, I've had so much Canarias and Canarias is so distinct. That was easy to say, oh yeah, they're not the same thing. Um, right, right. But here where the position, you know, no one's saying, oh yeah, Arminio and Baldo export are the exact same thing. And no one's saying, oh, they're definitely two different things. So it's harder to make a definitive stance, <laughs> is basically what I'm saying. All I know is that <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. And there is some sort of connection there because obviously Armino is made by Baro. It's made by the same, same company, same manufacturer, right? Um, so yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, just going straight off the taste, nice round, mm. middle of the road, malty, slightly creamy, little bit sour, bright at the end. Really good, solid Uruguayan Sherba. And it's yep. available to you, maybe at your local Latin market, maybe not. But like we said, you can order it from TangoFoodsUSA.com. That's TangoFoodsUSA.com. I don't know why it suddenly turned into this <laughs> a sponsor read. Um, but yeah, uh, use code. And, and oh, what? Yep, I was going to ask okay. you that. What, what was the discount the code? The discount code is a code that I now realize I don't know if it's case sensitive <laughs> so I'm going to find out really quick um oh okay but give it a quick but the, test. the code oh I am I am so smart I'm on their website right now and I'm like why can I not find Arminio it's because I'm on Paraguay they do their they do their uh, their organiza organization by country. Um, well, I have added a kilo to my cart. I am checking out, and that discount code is Mate Guys. And I can't type fifteen, <laughs> and it is all one word, and I think it is not case sensitive. So you can write it all lowercase, all uppercase, doesn't matter as long as it's mate guys, 15, one word. And that is good for 15% off any of the three Arminio uh, varieties. And that code's going to be good for just about a month. So we're recording this on October 12th. Um, if it's still October, definitely run don't walk to tango foods usa and buy yourself some armino if it's early november go extra fast and maybe the code still works <laughs> fingers crossed yeah <laughs> and also 
Um, Tango Foods USA does this really awesome thing where they have free, F-R-E-E, with purchase, um, Sherba. So if you want to try a kilo of Sherba Mate Cosentina, you can get a free kilo of that Sherba right now with your purchase. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> exactly. So buy yourself Sweet. a kilo of Arminio, buy yourself a kilo of all three, and then just make sure you add one of those free items and you will get it for free. That's pretty amazing. Um, no strings attached. That's pretty yep. sweet. So, I mean, you know, some, some other companies, you know, they might give you a free little sample. That's awesome. But here they are straight up giving you a free kilo, one kilogram of Cosentina, of Cosentina a sherba I have never even tried. I've seen it at the store. I am 100% sure that it's Uruguayan. Um, have been meaning to pick it up. Try it. But hey, you could try it for free with your order of Sherba from TangoFoodsUSA.com. Remember to use code MATEGUYS15 for 15% off any of the three Arminio varieties. Thanks again, Tango Foods USA, for hooking us up. Thanks a bunch. Thank you to Miss um, Piccolo, Piccolo, for yes, leaving me out and hooking me up. Mais uma vez, muito obrigado. Muito obrigado. Agradecemos. Apreciei. Curtir. Curtir. Toda erva. Right. Well, <coughs> anything else yeah. you uh, want to say about Arminio Clásica? Uh, no. I think what needed to be said has been said. All right. And people should, should give it a try. If they like middle ground Uruguayan Sherba. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a solid Uruguayan no, Sherba to try out, to add to your repertoire. Um, and like I said, we're I think we are definitely going to cover maybe both, if not one, uh, probably both, honestly. Of We'll probably do them together in one episode just because... Just because. Um, <laughs> but we'll definitely talk... Because we feel yeah, like we'll talk it. about the compuesta and the suave in a different episode. Um, and if... Then we have some more things to say about the Classica. I'm sure you won't be offended if we revisit the Classica in that future episode. So we hope you're not offended. Yep. And uh, you, you listener, don't know this, but Clark was nodding his head there. That's why it was quiet. I, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I do that, and then I'm like. Yeah. Oh yeah, you guys can't hear my nods. Yep. This is uh this is an audio only show. But anyway, so uh You mean we're not recording YouTube? Okay. Nope. Well. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to be it for us um for this episode. Sweet. Thanks again yep. to Sid for writing in. Thanks again to uh Tango Foods and uh Adona Piccolo for helping us out. Especially thanks to Tango Foods USA. 
um, be sure to use that discount code. And uh, yeah, I think that's going to be it from us. So uh, have some delicious mate and we will catch you on the flippity flip. See ya. Thanks.